Welcome to the Happily You podcast, where we'll dive into topics surrounding personal development, food, fitness, and all things that'll help you become happily you. Join me on my journey of self-discovery as I learn more about human design, diet, and exercise that works for me, and help you find what works for you. And I want to help you accept and embrace yourself and know that you're exactly as you're meant to be. And leaning into that will open up a whole new world for you. Listen every Friday as podcasts are released. And don't forget to share, subscribe, so I can continue to bring you content that helps you in your journey. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Happily You. Um, And this week we're going to talk all about uh, people pleasing but first I really want to kind of explain like the title happily you because originally I was going to have this called happily vegan um if you follow me on twitter or facebook you'll notice that's my um my handles but uh, I was in the shower and just something my call it intuition gut whatever just kept like flagging that you call it happily you And the more that I do the inner work, the more that I work on myself and get to a place, um, the place that I've kind of been like gearing toward this whole time, the more my desire to help others, especially people who maybe have been raised in toxic environments, have been in toxic relationships and just don't believe in themselves, um, that just seems to be more of like my calling is that I want to help people just believe in themselves and embrace themselves and really learn to love themselves and know that there's nothing, nothing wrong with them at all. And every single unique, quirky, awkward, whatever it is, aspect of you that you've always felt um, was just off is not. That is who you are. And so I really, in all of this, I really want to help people embrace themselves and just talk about little things, not little things because they're big things, that you can do along the way and like people pleasing and shame. Um, We're going to talk about divorce, abuse, like all these topics that um, make it really hard for you to trust yourself. Um, But you can, you can. So uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about people pleasing. And just to start, because I talk a lot about safe and unsafe people in this episode. So I wanted to take a minute and really give you the characteristics of unsafe, unsafe people and then the characteristics of safe people. So to begin with, the characteristics of unsafe people, there are 18 of them. One, they think they have it all together instead of admitting their weaknesses. Two, are defensive instead of open to feedback. Three, are self-righteous instead of humble. Four, only apologize instead of changing their behavior. Five, avoid working on their problems instead of dealing with them. Six, demand trust instead of earning it. Seven, believe they are perfect instead of admitting their faults. Eight, blame others instead of taking responsibility. Nine, will lie instead of being honest. Ten, are stagnant instead of growing. Eleven, avoid closeness instead of connecting. Twelve, are only concerned about I instead of we. They're not relationship-centered. Thirteen, resist freedom instead of encouraging it. 14. Condemn us instead of forgiving us. 15. Stay in parent-child roles instead of relating as equals. 16. Are unstable over time instead of being consistent. 17. Are a negative influence on us rather than a positive one. And finally, 18. Gossip instead of keeping our confidences. 
Um, if you have been around unsafe people, if you've been in relationships with unsafe people, I mean, this list like almost gives me chills because so much of it is so many qualities of the people I've been in relationships with in the past. And that's, it's like, it's really, it's hard to see it. Um, and then, so the characteristics of safe people, there's eight of them. One, value, love, and connection. They have the ability to trust. Two, value responsibility. They take responsibility for themselves and value that in others. They're not overly dependent on others, not codependent. Three, value honesty and transparency and can be known for who they really are. Four, work on their own issues. Five, respond to truth. Six, have a good track record. May fail, but learn from failure and move on. Are making a good track record, even if this is a new beginning. Seven, can be observed and tested. See them in interactions with other people. Test them with a small part of yourself. Share a part of your heart and see what happens. And that kind of leads back to vulnerability. Um, but these are the qualities. Sorry, there's one more. But these are the qualities that if you see these in people, then then you should know that it's most likely going to be okay to be vulnerable with those people. And so finally, eight, bear good fruit in your life by being with them encourage you to grow as a person and encourage you to grow in your connection with other people. And so I know for myself, having been in relationships, a majority of relationships with unsafe people, when I first, first started going to therapy and we had this definition of unsafe and safe people and unsafe and safe relationships, I remember feeling how overwhelming it was. I didn't have an answer when they asked me what what was a safe relationship, what qualities to look for. I couldn't even have that answer because I had never really been in a full relationship where it was completely safe. There was always some sort of unsafe quality. Um, But anyway, so going through the episode, as you hear me talk about safe and unsafe people, that's basically what I'm talking about. And so in this episode about people pleasing, we're going to dive into what it is, where it stems from, how to set boundaries, because essentially people pleasing is setting boundaries. Um, and then find, finding the balance between setting boundaries, saying no to people, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, steps to move past people pleasing, such as meditation, working out, journaling. And the most important thing is waiting to respond. Um, going back to human design, 70% of us are generators. And so our um, strategy is to wait to respond, especially manifesting generators, to wait to respond. But that's just a quality that you can use as a tactic in people-pleasing. If somebody asks you for something, you can tell them you want to wait to respond. And that is uh, what the episode is pretty much covering. Um, Again, I apologize for the sound quality in this one. I just kind of get the inspiration in the car and my intuition kicks in and I just uh, record it. But I will try and hold off in the future and be recording it at home so that there's not so much uh, background noise. Um, But thank you again so, so much for listening to the podcast um, wherever you are in your day. Thank you and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Happily You podcast. This week we're going to talk a little bit about people pleasing. I am what I call a recovering people pleaser. It is a work in progress. I don't claim to have it down. Um, but I do know, I guess, the steps that I need to take, and I understand the root of the problem, where it comes from. I will say that my podcast is probably, no, it's not probably, my podcast is going to take a little bit of a spiritual turn 
in the coming weeks, I had, I guess, what you would call like a spiritual awakening in the last week. And it feels amazing and it just feels like the right direction to go in. Um, so this is still going to be about the same thing, uh, you know, vegan food, when I talk about food, fitness, personal development, but more in getting aligned with yourself, getting in tune with yourself, listening to the universe, uh, what it has in store for you, leading into all of that amazing stuff to make the magic happen within you so that you can follow your passions and your dreams and, and make it happen for you. So with that being said, this is the third episode, people pleasing. So what is people pleasing? Well, people pleasing, as we talked about last week, shame. So people pleasing is tends to be rooted in shame. So you feel like you have to say yes to somebody because you're afraid of their reaction. You're afraid that you're going to be unlovable. You're afraid that they will get angry and abandon you pretty much like the worst possible thing you can think of. But the truth is think about yourself in a situation where somebody said no to you and think about you being in a healthy mindset in a safe mindset, because if somebody said no to you, you would probably just brush it off and move on. Right? Well, I know for myself, I have this like unexplainable fear that just by saying no, I'm going to be unlovable or somebody's going to think I'm a bad person or, you know, any of those things. But in reality, it's setting a boundary. And that is definitely something that has gotten me in trouble in past relationships. And not probably, I know it's the reason that I got into some of the relationships I did because I didn't set boundaries. And I know for myself, the problem always stems from, I enjoy doing things for other people. It makes me happy to see somebody else happy. So when they ask me for little things here and there, of course I'm going to say yes, because really that, that doesn't bother me why, you know, I enjoy doing it. But then as time goes by, the, the questions or the requests get larger and larger, but because I've said yes to all of them, I feel like if I say no, you know, it's just going to turn the apple cart upside down and, and make me look like, you know, maybe a different person than I, I was showing up as. And the truth is I am a different person than I was showing up as, because when you say yes, so often you're really not taking into consideration yourself and your morals or anything like that. So long story short, what happens to me is that, you know, however long into a relationship, be it friendship, romantic, whatever, after saying yes, so often that person then you, me as the one, the people pleaser tend to become resentful. Like, why would they take it this far? Why would they think that they can, you know, do this? Did I give them a, the feeling of this or whatever? But yeah, you, you did. But also one thing I've learned is that people with healthy boundaries themselves, safe people themselves will see it and not push those boundaries. They will... Obviously, if you haven't set boundaries, they won't fully understand what those boundaries are, but a safe person will understand within themselves, they will feel bad and not want to take it that far. They will tell you to stop and try and reciprocate because trust goes both ways. I do something for you. You do something for me. I respect your boundaries. You respect my boundaries. There's mutual respect. And so the water has always been murky for me or muddled or whatever the term is you want to use because I don't initially 
I have going talking a little bit about human design my G center or my identity center is open it's undefined which means I tend to soak in um, the energies from other people so people's judgments opinions their energies that are coming from their identity center tend to it's like a filter I can take it in I can put it out so when I'm around negative energies that's kind of what ends up absorbing right so people that have harsh judgments or people that have you know those kind of attitudes I tend to soak that up and because it's hard to a lot of as I'm learning and reading and listening a lot of people with an open uh, identity center have troubles like that in really knowing themselves because they're being penetrated by other energies that from other people of their identities so that kind of you kind of take on those identities as well so if you have an open uh, identity center you might um you might feel the same way you're kind of like you know when it comes down to sitting down and looking at it like well I mean I can tell you what my morals are but when it's like who am I what is it that I want to do and all those kind of things that's when it gets a little bit confusing because and through conditioning in your life so it depends on the people you surround yourself with um whether whether you know human design or not that's just a huge uh, a factor in anything if you surround yourself with negative people chances are you're going to take on that negative energy if you surround yourself with positive uplifting people then you will have a positive and uplifting energy and so on and so forth so what are some things that you can do to get past the people pleasing it's really really about self-awareness and I always always talk to you guys about journaling um I know the podcast is new, but I talk a lot about it on social media. If I have conversations with people, I always talk about journaling because it's something that has literally transformed my life. It has helped me become very self-aware. And so now, even in people-pleasing moments, even in moments where maybe I do say yes, I my intuition, my gut, my mind, whatever you want to you call it, knows and it becomes the act of people pleasing becomes more uncomfortable now because I'm aware of it. So that in itself tells me it's something that I shouldn't be doing. So I would suggest anybody to journal. I know it's a hard habit to get into and it was for me too. I would journal once or twice a week and then you know the weekend comes and you forget about it and then in mid next week um, but I would recommend maybe setting a little timer on your phone or not a timer an alarm eight o'clock and whenever you know that you will have at least five minutes it doesn't have to be long even if I mean I journal now I'm a couple years into it now I journal for about 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes to an hour at night depending because that's my self-care that's where my priorities come in I don't watch television anymore I watch uh um gosh I completely forgot The Handmaid's Tale um but I haven't watched it in a couple weeks but that's like you know I will watch shows but I, the time that I have to myself at night now is more geared towards that kind of self-care. And I've made that a priority. So, but it comes with over time. Fitness is a priority for me. So on my lunch break, instead of taking an hour to go eat, I work out and then I eat at my desk while I work. Um, so it's really, you know, it comes down to your priorities. So just making journaling a priority in your life, even if you do it five minutes a day, just, just writing three things that you're grateful down. Or when you, the consistency is key with anything, 
but because you don't want to just write when you're feeling negative emotions because I mean you can and it'll help you see the pattern absolutely but it's good to also write on the good days too so that you can be reminded of those good feelings and see those patterns and see what it is that made you feel that way Um, It's good to just have, just to do on a regular basis, but I suggest if you are not into journaling or you haven't started it or you've thought about it, set a timer for five minutes a day, write down what you're grateful for, three things, because gratitude will change your attitude 100%. I wake up every morning and the very first thing I do, I sit down and I write three things I'm grateful for. Some days I'm so tired I can't even hold my eyes open and on those days I'm grateful for coffee. But there's always going to be three things and it just sets your intention, it sets your attitude for the day to go into your day and just be, and it shifts your perspective. So when things happen, you can quickly get out of them, you can quickly fix that perspective and see things in a different light. And so that would definitely be the number one thing that I recommend. And because it is so stemmed, or it's so rooted in shame, journaling about shame obviously and then just understanding exactly why you're people pleasing and sitting with those feelings sitting with that emotion sitting with those memories and that's that's difficult to do I can write about things that I'm feeling pretty easily but sometimes I jump into writing about it I jump into reading about it I jump into so I jump to fix it And sometimes emotions aren't meant to be fixed. We're meant to feel them, process them, allow them to pass, and then we can let go of them. And that's something I struggle with and I try and remind myself. And that's why, you know, meditation, if you meditate, that is very good because that can help you sit with those emotions too. Um, Fitness helps me because I have, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, however long my workout is. And... I it, it takes my mind off the emotion because I have to concentrate on my body. But for that time that I'm working out, it's a very positive experience because I'm continually having to tell myself in my brain that I'm strong. I can do this. So it just it moves that energy around. It allows me to get more positive energy. I always feel fantastic after a workout. And then for whatever reason, maybe because I've moved some energies around, maybe because I've just gotten up and done something done something different or I feel good about myself the like 30 minutes after a workout I'm always feel a lot of clarity and although I don't journal afterwards because I have to go right back to work that would actually be an ideal time for me to journal so when looking at shame and understanding why you people please absolutely sit with your emotions understand them because I truly believe you everything you feel is there to teach you a lesson because if you if you had learned that lesson and you were past that you wouldn't feel those feelings uh like when somebody gets angry or or I know in myself you know I like I said I'm far from perfect I'm still dealing with it this is still my journey which is why I'm taking you guys on it with me but there are still some things that trigger me things that people say or or whatever because some of it is like gossip that triggers me last week the seven um uh but Brene Brown's braving the seven uh, steps to self-trust don't talk basically one of hers was don't talk about other people don't share other people's stories because they're not yours to tell and I truly feel that and believe in that and that whole self-trust resonates so strongly with, with me but I think for me when I hear people gossip it triggers me because that's something that I just that that energy that negative energy is not something I want and I think it frustrates me 
because it's there and that that's where it, it comes from I like to know information I like to know details but I don't I don't want anybody talking about my business so I'm not going to talk about theirs another tactic in dealing with people pleasing is to wait so when people ask you to do something there is no urgency in the moment and a lot of people make you feel like there's urgency but when you really think about it that is a form of manipulation because they're trying to make you feel pressured to give them an answer because ideally you're going to give them the answer that you want right that's what kids do they pressure you mom 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 they pressure you because they know at some point they're likely to get their way and so if somebody's pressuring you into giving an answer there's definitely ways that you can delay a response so that you have time to sit with it and understand what it is what your response should be um if it's a work thing you know your response could always be um you know i i would be glad to but let me just check my workload and make sure that i have the bandwidth to to take that on um if it's a personal situation you know just ask for respect and and hey you know give me the night to think about it let let me decide i got to see what's on my calendar It doesn't have to be any harsh or rude or anything, but taking that time before you respond allows you to really know and feel what you would want to do in that situation. And it'll give you time to reflect on it, whether you need to journal about it or whatever. It gives you that time and space. Um, And yeah, if somebody is is pressuring you like, no, I need the answer right now. You got to let me know. It's they they're not respecting your boundaries because if you verbalize and say hey you know I need time to think about it I need time to process this I I want to I want to give you the full uh the full answer without emotions or whatever whatever response that it is that you can come up with if they continue to pressure you then they don't have your best interest at heart and I think that's telling um and you can always just say you know just firmly stand your ground and repeat yourself and sometimes Boundaries don't have to be verbal. Sometimes in some situations, if you're not comfortable, you can just leave and people will get that message. So setting boundaries, asking people to wait, giving yourself time to know what it is that in what way you want to respond and knowing that no matter how you respond, it's okay. If you say no, it's okay. It's not going to be your life is not going to be over because you said no to somebody. Um, we always go to like the worst case scenarios in our head. I know I do, especially with work. It's really difficult because, you know, if somebody asks me for something and I know I've got a big workload, but I all, but you know, I tend to say yes, but then the project ends up being a half ass. But then I feel like if I say no, then ever, you know, like then am I a bad employee? Are they going to fire? My mind runs 10 steps ahead unnecessarily in the worst case scenario. And so, but I know I'm not the only one that does that. But at the end of the day, I feel like even in a work scenario like that, if you know you don't have, you, you don't have the time to put to it, to, to, to make it, to effectively put towards it, to dedicate towards that so it's not like half done or forgotten, um, then you could always just communicate that, right? Communication. It, it comes down to communication and it can be difficult at times. Absolutely. I completely, I know sometimes for me, um, the, my triggers are always anger. I am very bad at dealing with anger. So anything that can cause anger, I tend to just avoid, but 
especially when it comes to people pleasing, you know, when I say yes to something in the moment so that there's no anger, but then I don't end up doing it or I don't want to do it, but then I have to explain and then it's awkward why I didn't just say no to begin with, you know, and it just becomes that vicious cycle and that vicious pattern. And in the end, it becomes worse because then that person's kind of like, well, why didn't you just say so in the beginning? And so <laughs> it's hard. It, 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 it's a struggle. It's difficult. This is why I say I'm a recovering people pleaser. Um, my therapist actually suggested, and I love this, um, just going to the mall. How do you react when there are the people in the middle of the mall that are trying to sell you stuff? Because I have literally at one point I called my brother and I was like, Hey, what are you doing? And he's like, what are you doing? And I literally just got on the phone with him to avoid having to tell these people no. When really thinking about it, they say they hear no all day. They're not going to yell at you. They might try and keep pushing you, which is irritating. Um, So her challenge to me was to take my kids just to walk in the mall. And when I go through those people, look at them, smile and say, no, thank you. Simple as that. And you'll realize, right, once you do something more often, you'll start to notice how it feels. And then it's not going to be the worst case scenario. There are certain people that it may always be the worst case scenario. But at least you know that. And just having that expectation, which it's not always good to have expectations, but unfortunately, you know, when things happen repeatedly and over and over, you, it sets an expectation. Um, so it can be difficult with some people, but you can do it in ways, you can figure out what ways to set boundaries with those specific people that are healthy and that they understand. Um, and chances are, if they don't respect that then they are an unsafe person. So that's that that's telling in itself. So that is my episode on people pleasing. It's difficult to get over. It's it's kind of like going back into what's comfortable in uncomfortable situations. And like Brené Brown says, have courage in in the uncomfortable. Don't do what's easy or fun or fast. It's having that courage and standing on your own, standing and accepting the consequences because chances are being a people, it's not, it doesn't feel good. It feels lonely because it comes from a place of shame. You're just shamed that you feel like you have to do everything for everybody because if you don't, they're not going to like you or, or you're going to look less perfect. You know, if you're the mom that, that tackles everything and does everything and goes to, and makes all the food and organizes all the events, you're going to get tapped out. You're going to get uh, burnt out and it's okay to say no and have those healthy boundaries. It's okay. So in recapping, I suggest journaling every day. If you can, every other day, however, you can start journaling just to become more self-aware and understand yourself and understand your emotions and see that pattern because self-awareness is going to be the biggest thing here. And also, I know I've talked about it before, just accepting yourself. Accepting yourself is who you are and know that no matter what anybody has said in the past or what anybody thinks, you are you and it's beautiful and you are exactly as you are made to be. And oftentimes we resist parts of ourselves because that's what some we were conditioned to believe was incorrect but when you resist the natural parts of yourself you're going to be unhappy because it's hard to resist something that's that's you're naturally inclined to do so don't 
don't re- lean into those parts. Lean, as uncomfortable as they may feel in the time, lean into them. Because once you lean into them, that's when the magic starts happening. And I can speak from experience. I have finally felt that I keep kept hearing that word magic everywhere. Everybody was talking about it. And it's something like, it was almost for, for like a year. I could, it was like I was dipping my toe in it. I could feel that it was there, but I couldn't quite feel it. You know, it was like a tickling of it, but I had no idea what it was. And it was just, I finally, finally accepted myself for who I am in all the perceived positive and negative. I am aware that I'm struggling with people pleasing and that's okay. Sit with it, feel it, but just know that whatever it is, whatever response you want to have, whatever feeling you're feeling, absolutely none of it is wrong. It is you and it is meant to be you. So lean into it and you may be completely surprised by how you feel and how the universe responds to that. It is empowering, it is beautiful, and it is truly magic. So for all you people pleasers out there, just know there is hope. You can get past it. It's going to take hard work. I heard a quote this week, and I thought it was so beautiful and so true, but it basically said, nobody ever told me how much mourning there would be in growth. Because you have to mourn and let go. I literally got goosebumps as I said that. But you have to mourn and let go of those parts of you that you're not. Those expectations that you're not. Those people that you were hoping would be a certain way, but they're not. There's a lot of mourning in in personal growth. In the relationships that, that failed. Which, there are no failures. I believe they're lessons that you can learn from. But just learn from it lean into it embrace it and a huge part of shame getting past shame is self-love know you are worth it I write every single day in my journal I am worthy I am capable and I am enough and so are you and I hope that you believe that I hope that you get exactly where you want to be I hope that you get what you want lean into it, the universe will respond. Have a wonderful day. And remember, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and be gentle with yourself in this process. Thank you so much for listening again. I will speak to you guys next week. So you may have noticed a slight change in the um, podcast cover uh, image. And I promise everything on the inside is exactly the same. But when I originally um, created the Happily You podcast, um, I put a butterfly on there. I love the symbolism of butterfly kind of crawling from this little caterpillar and turning into this beautiful butterfly. And I think that describes so many of our lives, Um, especially if you're tuning into this podcast. um, You probably can relate to that. But I decided to change it to a dragonfly. And I'm first going to tell you my backstory to the dragonfly change. Um, when I was maybe five, six, I was young. We were at this like, not resort, but I don't know. It had an indoor and an outdoor pool. And I was on the inside and this dragonfly, which seemed massive at the time, but I was so little, landed on my shoulder. (laughs) I was so terrified. And I kept like dunking myself under the water and like popping my head back up. And this thing would not get off of me. Like it just like clung to my shoulder. And so I was like freaking out. My dad came over and he plucked it off and, you know, released it into the wild again. And so every time I see a dragonfly, it just kind of like triggers this memory. 
And so I was doing a little bit of digging and I just kept kind of going back to the dragonfly. One of those things where you kind of see them. I saw one last week and I saw one today. Um, and so I did a little bit of digging and I searched. And so dragonflies symbolize the change in the perspective of self-realization. Change that has its source in mental and emotional maturity and the understanding of the deeper meaning in life. And once I read that, it just felt perfect. It felt right. And so that is what the um, cover change is about. And I hope you like it as much as I do. Thank you again so much for listening to the podcast this week. And in closing, I'm going to end with um, my Friday favorites. And so here is a... Um, quote that I found on Instagram, but I love it, especially like this week has been kind of a difficult week. And what I'm learning about emotions, especially is that they're a wave, you're gonna have highs, you're gonna have lows, they're just, you know, some people, it'll be quick highs and lows, some people it won't be. Um, But you just have to trust the process, lean into it and know that once you're in the low, you are going to come up. So the quote this week is, it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. It's okay to have downtime. What is not okay is to beat yourself up about it. Be kind to your mind. And that's by Annette Kelly. And the reason I really chose this quote is because that's kind of how I end most of my podcasts and everything is be kind to yourself. Be kind to others, but be kind to yourself because oftentimes we do beat ourselves up. We do take things out on ourselves. And in the process of learning who you are, it's not always going to be easy. It's going to be hard. And change comes from that hardness. Um, So just learning to be kind to yourself. Just accept it. Lean in to who you are and show up as yourself. Um, And so podcast that I've gotten really into this week is Human by Design. And I will link all the stuff that I talked about today um, in the show notes. But Human by Design, it's Human X Design. And it is a really great podcast just talking about human design and talks about all the different aura types and all kinds of great stuff. And I've totally caught up. And so now I'm waiting for next week's to come on. Um, And then the book that I am reading this week is called One by Don Lynn. And I was was in Austin a couple months ago and they had this wellness um, festival, I guess, this wellness conference. uh, Yeah, I guess this wellness conference. And I was walking around and this lady was there. And so I got her book and it's really all about intuition. So it's called One, Unleashing the Energy That Connects Us All. And it talks a lot about intuition and how to lean into it and how to um, embrace it. And pretty much that every single one of us has intuition. Uh, The FBI actually teaches its employees about intuition because it is so important and it's a real thing. Essentially, like our mind or our body there are all these little triggers around us that we sense. And so in a fight or flight situation, your intuition is going to kick in to help you because if you have to explain your mind to something, which is why your mind is never your inner authority um, in human design. But if you have to explain your mind, if your body has to explain your mind to something, your mind is going to have 8,000 questions and I guarantee you the moment's going to pass. Uh, so there's a reason that your mind is left out of intuition And the more you listen to it, the more you trust it. And this was explained to me, um, basically, it is a game of trust, right? The more you listen to your intuition, the more you trust it, the more you're going to see the positive outcome of that and the louder it's going to get, the more you're going to be able to understand that. And so I'm really enjoying the book. I'm on like 
I don't know, two or three chapters into it, but I recommend it. Again, it's called One. I will link it in the, in the show notes by Dawn Lynn. And I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful rest of the week. And I am so excited for next week. I should be having my first guest on here. Um, if anything changed, I will let you know on Instagram. Uh, you can always connect with me over there, Rochelle C. Smith. That is my Instagram. And if you have any questions, any topics you want covered, anything at all, you can email me at contact at rochellesmithphoto.com. Thank you all and be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and have a wonderful week. Bye.